As we've already seen, there is probably no subject in the Bible more pervasive than the subject of the coming kingdom of God to the earth. Today is another very pertinent discussion about this subject. So let's take a little minute here to review where we're at. Uh, This is a little segue off of the lesson uh, on the kingdom of God and its development throughout the ages, and that it comes from before the earth was even formed, from the foundation of the world, whatever that is, from eternity past, which is a, eternity is eternity, but for our sake, because we are people who are living under chronos, under time, uh, we have to think, we think eternity past and we think eternity future. All the way back, um, evidently before Genesis 1 and 2, way back, um, maybe even before that, the kingdom on the earth The kingdom of God on the earth was in the mind of God that this was going to be done. Which, of course, as we've said, makes this a major subject. The study of the kingdom of God becomes a major subject. Now, uh, in Pentecost, we have not spent a lot of time, um, I'm talking about as a movement, talking about the kingdom of God, especially apostolic Pentecostals. We're just trying to get people in the kingdom of God. One thing we do know is you must be born again of the water and the spirit, or you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You can't even see the kingdom of God. So this is uh, just one scripture which indicates to us the importance of the subject of the kingdom of God. Now, we already saw that it started all the way back from the foundation of the world, and we saw the development of it in the uh, Old Testament, the promises that God had given to Abraham, who is the man that he had chosen out of his loins, out of his family. They would become the people who are the medium of the good news of God's kingdom coming to the earth. That good news would come through those people, and those people would also, the people of God is what they came to be called, would also be the people who Uh, not only helped in the formation of the kingdom, but who would uh, be major leaders in the kingdom to come. So we will see even more in a few minutes, but, but we've already seen that the New Testament also anticipated the coming of the kingdom of God. All the Jews, all of the Pharisees, uh, uh, the Sadducees, uh, all of these people believed that the kingdom of God was coming. And this is why Jesus, when he said in Mark chapter 1, verse 14 and 15, that the kingdom of God is at hand. And prior to that, when John the Baptist preached, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. That was like electricity. That's like shooting electricity out of a gun across the nation, because this was the anticipated hope of the people who were now under Jewish uh, bondage 
and were looking for freedom. The, the hope was that the king would come, the Messiah would come, and he would break those holds and set them free and establish his eternal kingdom in the earth of which they would be a part. So the church came. Many of the things in that Old Testament kingdom, and we will go over those things in a little bit, but many of those things never occurred up to that time, and they knew it. And so when the church age came, uh, the Jews didn't accept that because they were still waiting for the Messiah when the Messiah, Jesus Christ, had already come. And so at that point, there are people who believe that the kingdom prophesied in the Old Testament was actually folded into the church. And so the church age is the age of the coming kingdom of God. There is no other coming of the kingdom of God to earth that is, that is future, that, that the kingdom of God is come in the earth. So this causes them, like, for example, when they read the book of Revelation and they read chapters 1 through 19, they would say all of those have already taken place. It's called the historicist view. So a, a post-millennialist, a, an all-millennialist, uh, a preterist, uh, whatever others there are, they all fit within the category of historicist people who believe that uh, <clears throat> the book of Revelation is history. It, it's, it's already, you can go back in history and you can find where this took place in history here. This took place in history here. And so they go back and pick these places. They don't all agree on what places are fulfillments of the book of Revelation. Of course, how could you when when much of the world's history uh, was either written from a particular viewpoint, and so that's all you got, that's all you have, or it's not even known. So a major point of all historicists is that with the belief of the Jews, the Old Testament promises of an eternal kingdom to Israel, they have forfeited those. And, I'm, and I've, I mentioned this, I want to repeat this. They teach that they will never occur. Instead, these, these that teach this allege that all those promises have been folded into the church. Thus, any mention of God's kingdom in the New Testament certainly is not referring to the future fulfillment of the Old Testament promised kingdom given to the house of Jacob. And the continuation of the throne of David with the son of David sitting on the throne that is all referred to by those who hold these positions as old, as dissolved, as nailed to the cross, as old Jewish forms. So the question becomes, of course, like I already said, is who should we believe? So obviously when we come to the end of the Old Testament and its scores of promises and descriptions of the kingdom of God, which is to come, if it's canceled then the New Testament would surely let us know that it's been canceled. Instead, you can hardly get the New Testament open before the subject of the coming kingdom of David. The coming kingdom of David is immediately introduced, and on top of that, it is introduced by an angel. Think of that. I mean, we're going to look at Luke chapter 1, and we're going to look at what the angel said to Mary, the mother of Jesus, 
when he announced to her how it came to be that she was expecting a baby. And this is what the angel said in Luke chapter 1. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end now notice it talks about him it talks about him taking the kingdom throne of his father David so here we go we just got out of the old testament we have just walked into the New Testament. We get to the very first chapter. We actually have a messenger from heaven who is announcing the birth of Jesus to Mary, the mother of Jesus. And he tells her that her baby is going to be the king on the throne of his father, David. Now, if that is not continuity, it seems to me like you would really have to go through a lot of gymnastics not to see that as continuity of the promises that were made in the Old Testament being brought into the New Testament. And then furthermore, the kingdom of Christ, which will last forever, is in fact the exact kingdom which was pronounced and described in dozens of different ways in the Old Testament and specifically was to last forever, Daniel chapter 2 tells us. So this is a pretty profound scripture when we get to talking about these things. Now, somebody may say, I don't believe that. Well, I mean, my response would have to be, (laughs) this was an angel. This was an angel sent from God to tell the truth to Mary, And this is an angel that is now talking, and it's evident from Mary's response that Mary believed every word spoken and is commended and blessed for her faith. So the question kind of becomes here, I mean, this is going to come up many other ways. We will see the same truth, but the question here kind of is, do we believe the angel? Or do we believe some modern teacher? I mean, that's kind of the question. We know the kingdom which John the Baptist preached when he said, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. When John preached that, he didn't stop and say, Now, this isn't the kingdom you learned about. Now, this is all your life. This isn't the kingdom that every person person who was part of the Old Testament people of God as a child was taught. This is not that kingdom. This is a different kingdom. So let me explain to you about this different kingdom. No, no, no. When it says, when he said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, they knew exactly what he was saying. And Jesus in his preaching did the same thing. In Mark chapter one that we've already mentioned in verse 14 and 15, he said, for the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This was not another kingdom. They knew exactly what he was talking about. And when the disciples were sent out and preached, Jesus told them, go preach about the kingdom that is to come. 
And so, obviously, not only the disciples, but the entire populace of um, believing Jews that uh, believing in Jehovah and that a Messiah would come, they all understood what they were saying. Uh, we do know that it was the kingdom as found described in the Old Testament. So we've already seen some of the ways we know that. But uh, when John preached it, he didn't describe anything new. He, they knew what he was talking about. Uh, the same when Jesus preached, there was a reaction of excitement because they knew what he was preaching. Few things were taught at, that were as central to their lessons Every day in their, in their studies as children, that was as central as the coming restoration of the kingdom of David, in which the son of David would sit on the throne, and in which they would be delivered from the bondage and the, uh, the servitude of all Gentiles. So they're living in the times of the Gentiles, the times of the Gentiles, stretches from the time that they went into captivity to Babylon until the end of time when the Messiah, the end of the age, when the Messiah comes and breaks the back of Gentile power over them. So the times of the Gentiles, they're still living in the times of the Gentiles today. They were living in the times of the Gentiles in the time that Jesus was teaching. And in those times of the Gentiles, they understood the anticipation of a kingdom that would come that would break the back of that. And nobody asked John or Jesus or the disciples, what kingdom are you talking about? They knew what kingdom he was talking about. And they also knew from the declaration of Mary, the words that are used, that he would reign. Reign is a kingdom word. And, and, uh, and the phrase, the house of Jacob. Jacob is Israel. Israel is another name given to Jacob. This, that, that, the, that the kingdom promised to the house of Jacob was going to come to the world. Now, that doesn't mean that kingdom is just for the house of Jacob. In fact, it's the opposite. This is what people have to understand. This is not some Jewish selectiveness that leaves everybody out. They are the medium. You have to remember that. When you forget that, you miss the whole missiological framework of the Bible, like Jonah missed it. He got to thinking elitist, that being called of people, the called out people to be the medium between God and man. He, he identified that as an elitist position, and so did Israel. But it's not an elitist, it's a missionary position in which they are, they are positioned to mediate the gospel to the whole world. And so understanding that, uh, he he went ahead, the angel did, and said, he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And so what is established that is called the millennial reign for a thousand years will greatly parallel, because you've got scriptures which, which correlate in this, which will greatly parallel how earth life will continue in the new heaven and the new earth, even though we don't know everything. That, uh, there's a lot of things we don't know about what the new heaven and new earth will look like. Um, we do know that some of the things that take place in the millennium, that the, most of those things are going to transfer, uh, perhaps all of them are going to transfer into the new heaven and the new earth. So, <clears throat> and then he made clear, the angel made clear of his kingdom, there shall be no end. 
And so this indicates that the form of the kingdom of God established in the millennium is the precursor to the governmental structure on earth and in its relationship to heaven forever. So when we look at these things and we see this, John the Baptist, we see Jesus teaching, we see the disciples teaching, all of them the people embraced and were excited about because they knew what they were talking about. 